Welcome to the Control-Alt-Azure podcast. I'm Yusip. And I'm Tobias. Join us for a journey in the cloud. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Azure. I am back again with Yusi Roine and also a guest today, Ilius Troif. Uh, welcome, Ilio. Thank you. Um, today we're talking about Azure static web apps or Azure apps with static web apps. Before we dive into that, though, as always, what's up, Yusi? All good here. Uh, so one of the things that I've been doing quite a bit in the past few days is reading papers. Uh, two weeks ago, I delivered a five-day lecture on, on building enterprise applications with Azure uh, for a local university of applied sciences. And I had a bunch of assignments for all of the students to complete, like build this and do this and try that. And now I've got about 95 papers from all of those students that I need to, thank you. I need to read through those and I need to grade them, like fail or between one to five, five being uh, exemplary and one being, okay, this is super crappy, but I, I will give you a pass. And I, I've spent a lot of evenings on this now. And I, just before we started recording this episode, I was done. All of the assignments done. And I'm also super happy to see how differently people approach these abstract thoughts on how do you build X if you have these limitations. So today, I'm not reading anything anymore. So that's what's up for me. How about for you, Toby? <laughs> okay, well, I'm not reading papers and and you know, not 95 of them. Um, so, so for me, there's not that many things going on other than uh, I've been really diving in, like, like I mentioned in the past episode, I've been diving into a lot of security aspects of both infrastructure and code. And now there is an exam that I'm looking to take, which is actually outside of the Microsoft exam scope, but for a certified application uh, security engineer, whatever, some fancy title, um, just to test my knowledge of application security outside of the realm of uh, Microsoft exams. Because there is really the, what I know, the M365 security certification and the Azure security certification, which are both a lot of administration, a lot of uh, infrastructure. But this one is specifically for code and how to build secure applications based on .NET Core, which is pretty cool. So that's what I'm up to. Uh, I might start this. It's an online course you can take, or it's a mandatory course, and then you take an exam um, on that. And it's apparently a, a pretty known vendor in the security certification space. So that would be cool to put on the resume. So five episodes from now, what's up, Toby? Will say, well, I failed the exam. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the the reason I'm mentioning it is, you know, now I have to hold myself accountable to actually try to do this thing. <laughs> But hopefully everyone uh, will not remember and it will be fine. But yeah, that's that's on my plate. And what about you, Elio? Who are you and what's up? Hello, and thanks for having me, by the way. So I'm Elio. Um, I'm an, what am I these days? I'm an MVP and I'm an engineering lead uh, working for Valo Intranet. Um, <clears throat> and these days I also have my side hustle, uh, which is on a sticker store which is actually funny. We started, or I started together with Louisa Fries. And um, yeah, it started like we were both liking stickers and going to conferences <clears throat> and then giving away stickers and stuff. 
until I had the idea, hey, let's do something with it. And yeah, now it's becoming more serious and serious. So uh, it's actually fun to do. Uh, so you're sticking to it. Yeah, I'm sticking to it. That's a nice pun there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if somebody's now listening on this and they want to go to your store, what's the web address? Uh, it's pimpyourowndevice.com. And we also have pyod.shop, which is actually the same. It's a redirector and running on a static web app. Well, Excellent. I'll, I'll put that on the show notes as well. If somebody wants to pay a visit and support Elio and Luis. That's great. Thank you very much for that. So, and besides all of this, uh, what I mostly do during my daily job, because uh, that's just my side hustle. Um, yeah, as I said, I work for Valo. Um, before, I did a lot of SharePoint uh, development, SharePoint framework, a lot of branding. Uh, these days, I focus more and more on the DevOps side of things and uh, more on the testing. So UI testing is one of the things that I'm really into these days uh, because I strongly believe that this is what makes your applications work in the end because um, we all tend to forget testing is important or there's a lot of testing going on by developers, but still you need to have manual testing or UI testing for automation and stuff. So that's what I'm currently doing. Uh, so working on Azure DevOps, GitHub actions, workflows. Um, all right. And I, I recall you're still a MacBook user as well. I am until today or till this day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and man, why that relief. question? <laughs> when you said until today, I was like, yes, he's coming over to the PC. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's actually funny. This morning, uh, there was a guy coming by for an air conditioning because, yeah, we are getting the south or we're yeah, getting more and more the south of Europe. Uh, so we started to think of buying an air, uh, air conditioning and when the guy was leaving, he said, oh, what do you do actually for a living with all the Corona thing? And I said, oh, I'm, normally I work from home and I also travel, but the travel is gone. Oh, and, and you work from home. Like, what are you doing then? Uh, I'm an, I just say IT consultant because then he knows what I'm doing. Oh, I updated my Windows uh, uh, device yesterday and it all broke down and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, but that's not what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, but I'm thinking to go to a Mac because that makes my life easier. Uh, you what? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, and, and why would you do that? Yeah, people say that Mac users have less issues with their devices. Um, Nope. <laughs> so I went to my office, hadn't uh, started up my device yet, and then it w didn't want to start. It was just a black screen. So he jinxed it for you. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe Apple heard me saying, no, never buy an Apple device. No. <laughs> Stick with the things that you know. And for small businesses, I think yeah, Windows is much better than, than Mac. And Windows is also inventing a lot more things these days. So, in, but indeed. I still, I still love Mac um, for my, yeah, I'm a Node developer, so Node runs much smoother on Mac than on a Windows device. Alrighty. So today's episode, we will talk about Azure static web apps. And I often get confused. We have now Azure static web apps, and then we have Azure 
static sites on Azure Storage. If Storage. That's the name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, indeed. So, so, so what's the difference between these two? Both are static. So perhaps we define what we mean by static first and then have a look at what the difference is between Azure Static Web Apps and Azure Static Sites on Azure Storage. Yeah, indeed. That's a, that's a real, yeah, if, you, if you're going to start using static, then probably you are only going to use the new thing, uh, which is still in preview at the moment. But what is static? Um, static is just a static page. You have your HTML, and nothing is actually coming from a database anymore. <clears throat> like, what you render is what you're going to see. Of course, there's a lot of JavaScript these days um, involved with it to make it pretty and to make it funky so that everything flies in and so on. But there's no database uh, connections uh, behind the scenes anymore. And that's what makes your website actually pretty fast. That's also how web started. Like we are going back to the early days of, of the web. Like we cre just create HTML and that's what's going to be rendered for you. Um, so there's that static trend is also happening for quite a while now. And there are many different applications or tools that you can use, like Hugo and Jerkle and, and Ghost, for instance, um, and Gatsby, if you really like React development. Um, but they all need to run somewhere. And then there are static hosts that are specialized in this thing of hosting your applications. Um, Microsoft's solution was uh, static sites in an Azure uh, blob storage. So you could just say that this blob container is your static site. And then it's from the moment you enable that, you just have to specify where are your static files in that container. I think by default, they created a dollar sign web uh, folder and that's where you put everything in. And then it was became available. Now there, was still some plumbing that you need to do. Like for instance, you needed to create an Azure CDN to connect to your storage account in order to make it publicly available via your own domain name because you can't, uh, or you couldn't link your domain name to that Azure storage account. So you needed to do that with a CDN. Um, and this is where the difference is uh, happening on the static web apps. Uh, static web apps all takes all that plumbing away from you. So it gives you a place where you can store these files. And then you just have to specify, okay, this is my domain name. This is my, um, this is, these are my settings and so on and so on. Um, also very nice is the integration with GitHub there. Like in the storage, it was up to you. How do you define your CICD pipeline? My blog, my personal blog is still running on uh, the Azure static site offering of storage because I yeah, moved there almost two years ago, I think. And I'm not really intending to moving again because everything is working there. So why should I move? And it's running on Azure DevOps. So from the moment I publish an article, it goes to Azure DevOps, Azure DevOps start to build, and then it releases it to the storage accounts. So all nice, but Azure static web apps, they want to compete with uh, tools like Versal or Netlify, where you can actually sign up for static hosting. And what they do is they ask you, where do you store your, um, your code? And in the Azure Static Web App, that's going to be GitHub. And then they create a workflow for you automatically. 
and everything will be done for you. So from the moment you push something over to GitHub, there is a workflow that automatically goes to run and pushes everything to Azure. So you don't have to think about it anymore. So that's, that's really nice. There's more and more focus coming on GitHub than on Azure DevOps. Uh, that's probably, yeah, also the reason why uh, Microsoft bought GitHub. Um, but that become, that's becoming more popular there. So difference is easiness of how you can use it. So the new thing is much easier, but also there's an integration part, a part with a backend. Uh, and what is this? Uh, this is Azure Functions. So most of the static websites, uh, like for instance, if you want to create a contact form, yeah, as it's static, there's no backend. So what happens if you want to fill in that form? Where are you going to store the data? What you can do is, for instance, you send the data over to your Azure function. On my blog, that's separate. So I have my storage account with my static web, uh, website on it. And besides that, I have my Azure functions, which are my API for my blog. But static uh, web apps combine these two together. So you have your static content on uh, the one side, and on the other side, you have your API. But it's all part of one project. So the moment you're going to create a new project, it's also going to ask you, okay, where do you store your site's data and where do you store your API? And by default, it's in the API folder. And then you have a backend behind your static content, which is pretty neat. So then you can still do some yeah, context uh, cards or forms and uh, comments and so on of these things. I really like this. Uh, when I first looked at static websites, to me, it was, like you mentioned in the beginning, going back to the 90s, because that's mm -hmm. when I started building my first HTML pages. When someone mentioned they're moving to static pages, you know, I, I was just thinking about, this is what I did in the 90s. Why are we going there? But I can see this clear benefit with the, the performance, and there's no database you can hijack. And, um, you know, the, the overall performance and, and resource you need to load is a lot lower. Uh, so for someone like me, if I need to get started today, would I opt for going with the app service-based one or the storage-based one? Um, yeah, it, it depends on how technical you are. Um, but I would definitely go for the new one. Um, the reason is the Azure CDN is not always the most easiest thing to set up. Like you have to do your own uh, SSL certificates and your own domain handling and so on. Um, the static web apps all does that for you. So you just have to link your domain and they will do the SSL certificate for you. There's still one problem. Uh, you cannot have a root domain yet on the static website. So you can only have www dots and then your domain name. Right. Um, so if you just want to have your domain name .com, that's not working at the moment. There is a way to do it if you go, for instance, with Cloudflare, and that's also described, I think, in uh, the documentation, uh, so that you can do a redirect. If you go to your root, then uh, it redirects over to your www. But that's just for the preview. Um, from the moment they are G8, um, hopefully very soon, um, that's going to be removed, so then it should be supported. So I would definitely say, Go for the new one because everything is already there. Uh, there's no plumbing around. And the only thing what you need to do is think about your team, think about which tool you're going to use. Because before you're 
actually going to host your site, um, yeah, there's the tools that you need to test. And each and every tool has its benefits. Um, I went for Yugo uh, because it's just HTML templates. Um, but there are people that like it more code-driven and then they go to Gatsby or something else. So okay. when we also talk about tools, um, if, if I'm a, so I'm a developer in my core mm -hmm. and I see a lot of opportunities for me to try and build the static websites for different things I have. What tools as a developer or developer tools would I choose from? Is it still Visual Studio, Visual Studio Code, or can you use whatever you want and just hook it up to your pipelines? Yet again, depends on what, you're, what tool you're going to use. Uh, but these days, I would say it's only Visual Studio Code that you need. Um, all the static sites that I built are just written in HTML and JavaScript and TypeScript. Um, that's it. Um, so I don't need any other editor anymore, only Visual Studio Code, and I can do everything what I need. The articles are written in Markdown. So you just create a new MD file, and the static site generator does the rest for you. Also, what I love to do here in the static aspect of things is to make the static more dynamic, which is funny, and I'm thinking about writing a blog post about it soon. Um, like, for instance, our Pimp Your Own Device Shop is fully static. So there's no database behind it, behind the site. Of course, we have our inventory and, and we still manage that. And if somebody buys a sticker from us, we still uh, record that somewhere. Um, and I'm not going to say what we are actually using because otherwise people start laughing. Okay, I eat SharePoint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the, re no, the reason why we use SharePoint is yet again, as I said in the beginning, it was a side hustle, it was a hobby project. And in the beginning, we didn't want to take it too seriously. And we just wanted to see, okay, what's it going to be? And on, our, on my end, I wanted to um, experience more with the static side aspects of things. And Louise wanted to do more with Power Automate. And then we said, okay, let's create a site on that, which is fully driven by Power Automate. And that's how it is right now. So if you buy something, there's a uh, webhook that actually triggers um, a flow to start running and it changes everything inside SharePoint, which is really neat because if one of you is going to buy a sticker from us, uh, I automatically get a notification uh, that an envelope has been created and I can just send it to my printer. So I don't have to go anywhere else than just open my OneDrive folder with my envelopes in it, and that's what I have to print. Uh, yet again, if I do a change in SharePoint uh, for the inventory or I want to add a new product, it goes back over to uh, Power Automate, and that Power Automate is going to trigger one of my Azure functions to say, hey, you need to update your content. So, and then it's starting to run the flow. Um, that's why... Uh, we did it. Okay, there are also uh, static CMS systems, but yeah, I just wanted to use the tools that I already knew. Uh, but the cool thing about static, creating it as dynamic, is that there's a lot of things involved with it on the DevOps side of things. You have your workflow, and you need to trigger that workflow once a certain action is happening. Like people are commenting on our on our products or doing a review on our products. Um, Actually, they are just writing on a static site. So there's, yet again, 
no backend. But what we do is we send the review over to another GitHub repository where we store all the reviews. It's with static man. Um, it's a review or it's actually a commenting system. And I hijacked that for uh, feedback or reviews. And from the moment that is happening, yet again, another flow is going to run to say, hey, there's a comment. So you have to rebuild the whole site for that particular page. And then only that page get updated with that particular review on it. So, okay, there's normally you would see the result immediately or within 10 seconds. Now it takes maybe 30 seconds, but it's still quite fast. So still your site runs without that backend. So ha hacking, the yeah, the issues there are actually not there because nobody can actually hack your admin center there or they should start hacking SharePoint. So I'm... I'm Listening to this, super interesting, and I really need to get involved with the static web apps myself. So can you walk us quickly through what's the process that if somebody comes up with a great idea for a new sticker, and then you source that sticker, and, and when you know that, okay, we're getting this sticker, it might be a limited edition, how do you add a new product to your static website now? Is it more manual? Or is there something that the static site gives you as an upside as opposed to using like a real e-commerce solution like WooCommerce or Magento or something similar? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Most of these products uh, or tools come with a price tag. So what I went for was just a shopping cart experience. So we pay, I think it's nine euro per month that we pay for the shopping cart experience. And that's, only, that's the only thing that it does. Okay, it has more features as well, but we actually don't use that kind of feature from it. Um, so if there is a new sticker, the only thing what I have to do is go to SharePoint and then I have to fill in the form. Like what is the title, what's the price, what are the dimensions, the description of the sticker, and so on and so on. Um, so it's not more manual work that I need to do. And I can even do that from my phone. Um, I need to upload the image that I need to take, um, still the same. Um, and what's happening then from the moment I click on save, there's a webhook that starts off and that's going to say to my CICD pipeline, hey, you need to start building. And what it's then going to do, it's, uh, there's a note script which is going to talk to SharePoint, give me the whole inventory, and it starts creating these markdown pages for me. So actually the static site, besides the news that I create on the site, it's an empty site. There's only design or the team and the news aspect of things, but there are no stickers in my development uh, scenario because there is nothing that gets automatically generated for me. And that's the dynamic aspect of things. Like if I create a new sticker, it will automatically be created. If I remove the sticker, it will automatically be removed. I mean, I, I think here's a pretty cool story to tell. And I, I would, you know, with no pressure, but it would be really fun to, to read a, uh, a full story, a blog post or an article about the, the scenario use cases um, not just a technical story, this is how you can set it up, but here are some real use cases for using a very low-code solution. If you look at the, the integration parts with the Power Apps and all of this and Power Automate, mm -hmm. um, I, I really like this story. And it kind of showcases the power you have within these tools that already exist in the Microsoft tool set. So you 
like you've you guys have done you've chosen a way to use that to the best of your to to fit your scenario without having to reinvent or build everything yourself so now you have a static web app when that's done the only thing you do is create more content and the pipeline takes care of everything and these integration points just work and they just take care of everything for you i really like that i would love to read a uh, like a use case story or like how we did it. It's on my to-do list. So <laughs> I passed it um, a while ago if people were actually interested in it. Um, and I got a lot of uh, response on that. So yeah, people are interested in it. But yeah, um, back then we didn't have a review system and then it was like, uh, maybe the review system needs to go in there first before I start to write everything. So I think we're almost at a point where we got everything what we wanted in the first place. And that's now the time to finally start writing that article. But it's indeed, uh, like you said, it's, it's really nice how all these things can be used, but also like the power platform uh, aspect of things. I, what we also wanted to see is how far can we stretch that platform in order to see if it was able to run outside of the Microsoft stack. And yeah, you can actually run your own business on it. So, so if, we, if we think briefly about SharePoint, and I, I know Toby goes far back with SharePoint like I do, uh, is there any, any issues when you fetch your sticker images and the metadata for your products from SharePoint? Did you need to worry about throttling and all of these sort of modern challenges? Or is it more that SharePoint basically gives you a blob storage with your image files and you simply pick them up? Um, yeah, you, still, you, you simply pick them up, uh, basically. Uh, throttling, yeah, you need to be aware of that, but I'm not pulling my data so many times. So I only pull my data from the moment somebody does a review or that I change something in my inventory. And that are only 10 calls max, so I'm not going to get throttled for 10 calls. Um, and if I would get throttled, yeah, then my pipeline would fail and then it can restart again in a couple of seconds or minutes. So do, I, I do not care about throttling at the moment because the calls towards SharePoint are only happening during my builds. It's not that you go to the website right now and then an Azure function needs to do some work uh, to start asking uh, SharePoint, hey, what is, what's happening here and how many items do you have in your store and so on. No, that's not happening. So that's the part where static is really powerful. It's already there and you can already start using it. So it's a matter of authenticating, calling the right APIs, checking if you already have the image. If you don't have the image, fetch the image from SharePoint and store it in your, um, the right folder and that's it. Okay, so somebody now listening on this and thinking, oh, okay, I really need to get started with this, building something. Uh, would, does it always require you to learn a static side generator? You mentioned Gatsby and Hugo and mm -hmm. Jekyll. So I, I understand that that's sort of a requirement. So you shouldn't install Visual Studio Code, open a new index.html and start figuring oh one tag and hello and this is my <laughs> web shop. So as I understand the process is that you use Visual Studio Code to sort of craft everything together 
but at the same time, you need a static site generator to actually generate the end result, the, the static files. Um, the only reason why you need to have that is to make your life easier so that you only need to worry about your content. Um, of course, if you're, I also started uh, writing my own websites in, in 18 years ago uh, or something like that. And yeah, then you started with .html files, just writing these things and then linking to each and every file. That's, that works perfectly fine. That can still be done. Uh, no problem there. But then you have a lot of work to do in order to add your content, in order to add all the navigation and stuff. What these static tools are going to do for you is they will automatically, um, when you run them, they will automatically generate, for instance, the navigation. They will automatically do the pagination for you and so on. Uh, so if you work with a blog and you create tags, they will create these taxonomy pages for you so that you get an overview of all the taxonomies that you use and that you automatically get a sitemap of it and, and so on. So that's that is actually why you use these static site generators because of the simplicity that they give you. The only thing what you need to worry about is what is a team that I'm going to use or write yourself a team um, and the content. And that's it. Um, Okay, you need to do some configuration and stuff, uh, but that's less than, okay, I'm going to write my own uh, static site and I start with a .html file. Or, yeah, that's going to work perfectly fine, but then most probably you're still working on it for two months before you can actually launch your site. Mm. So I, I really love this scenario and the, and the entire story here. The one thing I have left on my mind uh, as, as the only thing I haven't, figured out yet is a lot of the apps I'm running today, I need to put them behind like an Azure front door. So some kind of firewall with OS top 10 protection and bots protection, all this. So with the, the Azure web, the, the web-based uh, static mm -hmm. sites, will you get integration with that as well? Uh, not completely yet. So um, right now you have the option to secure certain routes of your site. So you can just say uh, slash and then everything is secured. Uh, but that's, at the moment, that only works with a limited set of users. Like for instance, I think it's 25 users that you can link to it. Mm -hmm. You can specify how they need to log in with Azure AD, Facebook, Twitter, and so on. So that all works. It uh, works seamlessly. The only problem is it works role-based. So... Right. By default, it's anonymous. And then you can say, okay, I'm adding roles. And you have an authenticated role, which is actually not recommended to use because it's a multi-tenant application that is running behind the scenes. So if you go to one static site and that is behind security um, and you log in with your Active Directory account, then you're in. And if my app runs on the same thing and just checks for authenticated, it will work there as well because it just looks for authenticate. Um, so then you need to add roles to it. Um, and then, yeah, you can do an admin role, a contributor role, but that's a lot of management that you need to do there. So that's, that's a pity. Um, I, I got in touch with a developer on the Azure static web apps uh, team, and they are thinking about, or they are currently working on bringing your own Azure AD app 
from the moment that's there, then we have the same kind of capabilities as on a normal uh, web app, like just clicking through the UI to set up uh, authentication. And then it's all managed from Azure AD and not from the static web app anymore. So I'm waiting for that as well for an internal product uh, that we are building um, or that I'm building. Uh, but I cannot put it online yet. Otherwise, it's open for the rest of the world. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. All righty. So we had a comprehensive look at Azure Static Web Apps, and I'm still struggling with the name. So to sort of recap this, the idea is that you choose the more modern one, and typically you would need a static site generator. And, and Elio recommended Visual Studio Code, that's, that's also what we often seem to find ourselves using. Um, and as is now proven, you can build a successful website even using a MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> I can also add the shameless plug to my, one of my extensions uh, that I wrote for Visual yeah. Studio Code, which is uh, actually um, a front matter code. So if you're working with Markdown, and static uh, generators, they work with metadata, and which is called uh, front matter. Um, and there you specify the title of your page, um, what is a publishing date, and so on and so on. Um, so when I started to go and move over uh, the website or my website from WordPress to Hugo, I found myself like, oh, I do a lot of these things manually. Uh, can it be automated? And that's when I just said, okay, I'm going to build myself a uh, Visual Studio Code extension where I can just say, okay, this is my publishing date or set the date to today. Um, I want to add some text and it creates a set in the settings uh, file. It creates all the text that you use, all the categories that you use and so on. And then you can just pick, select and add them to your markdown files without actually worrying about, oh, what did I use again? Oh, let me open that markdown file and copy and paste it. So it's called front matter for Visual Studio Code. So I can give you the link. Excellent. We'll add that uh, on the show notes. Thank you, Ilio, for visiting. Great insights. And until next time. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Bye see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Control-Alt-Azure podcast. Find out more and read the show notes on controlaltazure.com. Stay tuned.